All right, it is the Dead Jester Productions podcast, episode 12, with our guest, Natalie, from My Serenity. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, as usual, I'm your host, Josh, with my co-host, Kyle. Hey. Here we are. Um, you were here last week as well for our last podcast. You weren't <laughs> oh, overly thrilled yeah. with a couple of the topics. I... <laughs> fell asleep pretty much and that's not a lie i completely zoned out for a good 25 minutes <laughs> it happens well that's we the our guest on the last episode and i have, we we enjoyed a, a particular game and we just kept talking about it and kyle does not care for it and we made sure to keep bringing it up at every turn <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh so yeah like i said this is natalie from myserenity.com you have uh, your own podcasts and blogs and all sorts of good stuff. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your brand before we dive in everything? So, uh, yeah, I'm the founder of My Serenity. It is a basically life coaching team that I've created. Um, and we try to focus more on people as a whole versus just one aspect. So we do a lot of different things. We do relationship coaching and wellness coaching and general life coaching and alternative lifestyle coaching. And we try to get a mix of everything and we go in with a plan and we attack. We try to help you get through your issues and as short of time as possible. Nice. Nice. How did you uh, how did you get into like health and wellness and that sort of whole? Um, I think it came from myself. You know, I used to work a very high stressful, high paced job in New York City, and Fun. found out that I was stressed from it. And I was like, no, I'm always used to running on ten. This is just my thing. And then I sort of burned out and was like, I'm going to try something different. And so this is my different venture that I've been doing for a few years now. Nice. Nice. Yeah, no, I know. I feel you on that. Like I said, I work in advertising and mm-hmm. we're constantly just working like crazy, crazy 70 hour weeks, just like trying to pump out content. It, yeah, it, it's just we're on. We do have like a base salary, but it's next to nothing. So it's mostly mm-hmm. commission based. So, you know, we're always having to put in awesome. as much effort as we can just to make what we want to make. Um, and obviously right now with the coronavirus, that's not going so well because everyone's yeah. closed. Yeah. Um, that's how it is. Yeah. So what led you to start with the, like your podcast? Like what, what gave you the idea to, to use that as a form of content? So we've had a few iterations of podcast and I think mm-hmm. this is the one we've settled on. We run a podcast every week. It comes out on Wednesdays at midnight. It's called Stoned and Social. And we sit around uh, stoned and we just talk to either guests that we have on our show or we talk to each other. I have a co-host and we sort of riff on current events or pop culture or we review certain movies or we go through listicles. We really love listicles. Um, and so it's a lot of fun. We get sidetracked quite often um and we always review our thing which is munchie of the week and everyone seems to like that <laughs> the most <laughs> yeah we have like a, a similar sort of layback style on our show here as well um except usually i'm just drinking water or a coca-cola mm. Cows, i just i actually just more. opened a beer but i muted my mic because <laughs> you can <laughs> want that sound effect yeah it cool. That usually results in me having to go back, listen to the podcast, and just slowly edit out every single one of his little pops and <laughs> things like that. Yep. Yeah. Better. Sometimes it's sometimes it's worse than others. Our last episode, 
was like an hour and a half long and which is a, a bit longer than we normally go for um mm. and uh there was for whatever reason there was like a fan or something right in the background on one of them and i just had to keep editing it out every couple of seconds oh yeah was it me I'm... no no it wasn't you i was gonna say i didn't no. I, I didn't have a fan on i don't think <laughs> no when i do you can hear it no. even though it's across <laughs> the fucking room yeah, so that's that's always fun so do you edit all of your content yourself or do you have people that that work on that for you as well like is so, it like a team effort we did have a producer for a while and they stepped away for personal reasons so now i'm producing it and this is this is my third podcast with this website but this is my fourth podcast that i've run over the last 10 years and i speak a lot on podcasts because i'm a professional speaker and professional empowerment speaker so i'm on so many podcasts and <laughs> You'd think I'd get tired of hearing the sound of my voice, but not yet. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I get tired of hearing my voice. <laughs> I mean, I do. Yeah, I'm okay. I look at it <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I sound cool right now. <laughs> no, it is, it is interesting. Like I, said, I go back and I listen to, I, I basically edit all of our content myself. And so I go back and I'll hear myself talk for hours a day. And it's, it's interesting to say the least. So what yeah. made you want to be like a public speaker as well? Um, I'm pretty extroverted. I think I've been public speaking since I was a kid. I was one of those kids who was um, like a pageant kid. Mm -hmm. I also did like child acting. And then in high school, I was on the debate team. I was on newspaper in college. You know, I ran for our school office and also knew I just really like talking. And so I've tried to use that to my advantage as much as possible. Um, even the job I had before this, like I was saying, it was, you know, really high stress, really high pressure. But what I did is I was a arts and culture magazine editor. And so I spent a lot of time going to red carpet events and talking to people and, you know, getting sponsors and donations and things like that. So I'm pretty used to talking and I was like, I'm going to use this to my advantage. Um, and not annoy my friends too much <laughs> kyle what are your thoughts on public speaking i can't fucking do it at all no i'm terrible at it <laughs> i just don't want to do it never want to do it fuck it do you get like frightened like oh yeah just, yeah i'm always curious it's like a really exhilarating thing for me to, to talk in front of a crowd and so the bigger the crowd the more excited i get maybe in another life i was like a rock star or something <laughs> I used to like be nervous about it. I took a class in college on public speaking and I actually hated it because it was only like, I want to say like 12 other people in the room that we're talking <laughs> in front of. I find it's way easier to talk in front of like large groups of people. Yeah. Um, especially if you're trying to be like humorous. If there's only three people in front of you and one person doesn't find it funny, you're just like, oh, the third of the <laughs> crowd hates stuck. my joke. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. stuck looking at them. Um, I did the stand-up comedy show on my 30th birthday a few years ago, nice. just as it was it was on my bucket list. And I was like, I really want to do it. All my, a lot of my friends are comedians, and I hang out with comedians. And I was like, I'm going to go for it. And I did it to a crowd of about 15. And it was one of those things where I was like, yeah. oh, shit, two people aren't laughing. <laughs> That's half of the crowd. Like, I've lost them. Yeah. Yeah, if, I, like I said, if it's like the bigger the crowd almost, it's like, all right, if two people don't laugh, that's fine. There's how many other people here? Yeah, um, yeah and I, I don't know why. Like I said, in high school, I didn't like talking in front of people. In college, I didn't really like public speaking at all and anything. And then after that, I was like, oh, I just don't care. I, yeah. just, I really just don't care at this point. I'll just do it, whatever. Um, 
think it's like a muscle too. Like the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. And it depends on the topic. If you're talking about something that you know and you don't need notes on and that you can just riff on and ramble on, you're usually way more comfortable talking in front of people. Yeah. I think a lot of it too, I kind of found my vein of conversation in that I really enjoy bringing up conversations that is really awkward for other people to talk about (laughs) and they're kind of put on the spot. And I just thrive in those scenarios, and it's it's fantastic. That's yeah, well, that is so awesome. <laughs> that's a good that's a good that's a good tactic. Actually, I don't get embarrassed, so um, I've always again. It's one of those things where I find it a very foreign concept to be, you know, have a fear, anxiety about speaking in front of people, and also being embarrassed. I don't know if I'm missing that gene of being embarrassed, but I don't get embarrassed. I can get embarrassed for other people, but for myself, I'm like, eh, whatever. (laughs) It's no big deal. Yeah. I just, like I said, like working in advertising, I go out and I, I have to meet with people all day, every day on, you know, at least when, uh, there's not a pandemic going around. Um, but yeah, I'll just go into these, these businesses and I'll meet with them or whatever. And some of them, we have a really good rapport. Like, I'll go in, we'll just joke around the whole time. And then it's like, all right, let's get down to business real quick. We'll sort this out. Other times, I have to kind of lead them into it. And uh, I've, def- I've definitely done that sometimes where it's like, I'll do like, a, I'll run reports on them and on their websites and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'll see wh- where I can help them with that. Because I do a lot of like website building and uh, just like back end sort of work. And I'll gotcha. go in and I'll question them about it. And I'll be like, yeah, you know, do you work on this yourself? You know, do you know, like how how much uh, interaction do you have with the back end of your website? And they'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, I, yeah, no, I handle that. Because I always want to, I want to, I want to find out who handles it before I start putting them down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, oh, like you that. handled it? That's good. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed. Um, this is not good. This is not <laughs> good at all. And they're just kind of put on the spot. They're like, oh, do I get angry with this guy? Or do I listen to how he can help me out with it? Um, yeah it's like that ramsey thing where he comes in and he tells you how to do your restaurant and you know you need his help but you just don't want to hear it delivered to you that way so you fight against it but eventually he beats you down and you realize that you were wrong (laughs) yeah sometimes people get shit out of that show oh i (laughs) my favorite one is the it was an older guy and like his wife there they had like a little bakery and they both would just fucking yell at like 80 year old people tell them to get the fuck out and shit terrible i know exactly who you're talking about <laughs> they they've done another episode on them they did a follow-up because so many people were just like who the hell are these people and why are they so crazy mm-hmm. you see some of them too where like I, I don't know if it was that specific show but i've seen like some of those shows where they like restaurant restorations and things like that mm-hmm. and i'm like oh their food actually looks pretty cool i should go check it out it's like it's in new york whatever and I'll look them up. It's like, oh, they they closed. closed. Like right after the the show aired. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, oh, that's, I don't know if it's disappointing or not because if they're closed, it means obviously they did something horribly wrong. Yeah, yeah. I'm always like, well, they're closed, so the yeah, maybe I've saved myself a trip somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, it's yeah, those shows are interesting. It, I try. We don't like. I don't really watch a whole lot of TV to begin with, and we don't have cable or anything here we have i think netflix and that amazon prime so we can watch like some of those things but Mm -hmm. growing up we used to watch a lot of like cooking shows and stuff with my dad and we cooked all the time we're big italian family so we're just constantly making food you gotta cook for me sometime 
Yeah, absolutely. If I get food out of it, I'm happy. <laughs> Once you get like your signature, everyone has like a like a one recipe they're good at. What's your one recipe? I, I do make good octopus. That's true. Really? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I, I mean, I like octopus. If you sound that confident, I have to trust you. It's, I can't I really can make anything with... sound confident, though. <laughs> I know, and that's that's a good sales tactic. I don't know if you're aware, the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge was actually a satanic ritual. Oh my god, no. don't start with this fucking conspiracy theory shit. I love conspiracy theories. a whole episode Tell of me talking more. of just about conspiracy theories. Tell me that more. That was so irritating. <laughs> it, it's so much fun, because you present it as though it's fact, even though you know it's just complete nonsense. It's like, we did, what did I do? I did the, the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge thing, where it's like a satanic cleansing ritual or something i forget all the <laughs> yeah, details on it then we did how the queen uh oh, was a cannibal, cannibal. Oh yeah. uh, i mean that our... would explain how old she is you know um uh, mm -hmm. my, my husband is english and so i'm always telling him she was replaced by a robot like ages ago and they just don't realize it yeah. does that mean betty white's been replaced too no no don't say that like i saw her <laughs> trending the other day and like my heart stopped i was like oh, why is she trending um and then it was just like cross alarm like People i just, just want to use the denzel washington gif like oh saw betty white trending and got worried every yeah. every day every day like uh, yeah what the world's gonna be like when betty white kills over uh, that's like 40 know. years away i don't even need to worry about yeah, it i'll be around don't, i'll probably don't be die before she does yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like what about being a golden girl for her really paid off like the rest of them but mm. she's just been i think she's she's kind of like peter pan you know and, and tinkerbell and like the more we talk about her maybe the more magic we're giving her yeah. and so she sort of just <laughs> stays alive she stays alive <laughs> yeah. it's, it's interesting in that regard I was going to ask you, since you said you were a guest on a lot of different podcasts, mm -hmm. what's the strangest podcast you've been on? Um, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm frequently on BDSM um, podcasts because I specialize in alternative lifestyles. And so sometimes I'm on podcasts with uh, kinky people. Mm. And so that's always, <laughs> that's always interesting for me or like people with sex addictions, not even sex addiction, just weird I would addictions. Thrive in those scenarios <laughs> yeah. like that, I, that I would be horrific they'd probably hate me but i would love it i feel bad because you know i try i have to come into everything with a no no judgment sort of thing you know i go in and i'm like i'm not gonna judge this person i'm here to help them i'm here to do everything i can to make them feel normal and one of the podcasts that i was on um a man was just telling me how obsessed he was with balloons to the extent that like he valued balloons better than human life and he was like this is my love i am in love with balloons i don't need a partner all i need is balloons and so i had to do a lot of extensive this man research pennywise the clown <laughs> that would have made more sense it sounds like the woman that married a roller coaster or whatever what happened. yeah Dude, yeah yeah, uh, she, yeah that's, that was that like Earthville. 15 minutes from my house was Great. it yeah it's at cannibal's campground episode. i used to live right out near there oh my and, god uh, intense remember, that ride yeah we were we watched that clip and i was like oh no i've literally stood in that same place it's <laughs> creepy i don't want to be associated with this person <laughs> yeah when he started yeah. to um because again i had to do research mm -hmm. and so once you start typing in like 
balloon sex or like like the internet's just like i got mm-hmm. totally trolled i was like oh what did i think i was gonna Internet's expect? like, yeah we got you don't worry about it <laughs> we think but you'll I, really like this i wanted to be really prepared and so i was mm-hmm. like i'm gonna like do this i'm gonna do it right and uh i felt like i like saw things i can't unsee now after that <laughs> but i do know a lot about balloons and the attraction to balloons now so nice. what is what why are people attracted to balloons it's generally, um, in my opinion, and like I'm saying this because it's not law, is that it's just a replacement. It's like most things. It's a replacement for some sort of void they're trying to fill. And balloons can't talk back. They can't, can't be mean to you. They can't do anything. They are just balloons. And so we associate balloons with happy times when we were childs. And so um, that's kind of what I found out about balloons, aside from all the other weird stuff I found out about balloons which I won't share <laughs> share with you guys. <laughs> Before I strayed too far off the topic, that ride that that person was in love with, they got rid of it. They sold <gasps> that ride. No. And so I wanted to see like a follow-up to see like what that person's reaction was. Did you did you find a follow-up? No, I couldn't. I couldn't find a follow-up. I was just like, oh no. That's like well, losing custody of their children. <laughs> If I remember right, um, and again, this like, like I try to watch doc, like I fluctuate between documentaries and reality TV. Those are like the two things I watch, and so very polarizing things. Um, if I remember correctly, she was kind of like cheating on that ride anyway. <laughs> in the special like she was like oh yeah i rode another ride and i don't actually need to tell him about it we kind of have an open thing and so i was like oh okay she's (laughs) she's got her bases covered right now she's she's gotten how do you cheat on 1001 knocks it's a classic (laughs) ride um maybe she was just from what it sounded like she was having much more fun on this other ride she was on the cosmetron or something maybe i don't know (laughs) the crazy sub Dude, I know the rides out there. Like I said, I grew up out there. I know all the rides in that park. You got the um, Fandango, right? Oh, do you guys know who um, Dave Cat is? Dave Cat. Dave Cat, like the guy who's into the dolls. He like I'm lives. Him up. He looks like the type of person that may be into dolls. Yeah, he like lives with two partners who are dolls, and he treats them like people. And um, I saw I his special a few years ago. You do okay. <laughs> yeah, he was also in like a. He's been in a few documentaries, um, and so I saw their special. I reached out a few years ago, and I was like, I just have to know you. Like, I feel like I have to know more about you and your story, and started talking to. Dave Cat about six years ago, and I was like, "Man, they made you seem so weird in the in, in TLC and on TV." And he's like, "Yeah, I know." I'm like, "You're odd, but you're definitely not as weird as we thought you were." <laughs> and can we be like internet pen pals? And so, um, I've been writing Dave Cat for about six years on and off now. We check nice. in, and I check in with him and his dolls. Um, and <laughs> he's my very... parents used to do that when my sister was little. They'd make sure she wouldn't hurt herself, like choking on the small parts. Yes, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's choked on the small parts, but yeah. um, <laughs> but he's a friendly guy and he's very very smart. And I'm very happy to reach out. And I always felt like the roller coaster chick was maybe being presented poorly and. Mm-hmm. Maybe she wasn't that into the roller coaster, but as many times as I've watched it, I've been like, no, she's very much in love with that roller coaster. Well, like, there's that scene where she's laying underneath it and rubbing the <laughs> grease on her face. 
And I was, I was like, not even from like a sexual point of view. I was just like, ah, oh, it's gross. Now his face is all dirty. Ah, like it's gonna be greasy. It's gonna be oily and hard to get off. That's, ah, that's terrible. Oh my goodness. Yeah, though it's, yeah, it's interesting what people get into. I know, like sometimes too. It, I guess it could, like, obviously you're more educated on this than I am, but it could, you said how, like, uh, he was a very smart person, it's Dave mm-hmm. Cat. Do you think possibly the reason he got into this sort of lifestyle is because he was ostracized, for, he was smarter, maybe a little bit nerdier, and kind of got pushed away from uh, yeah. certain circles? Yeah, you know, and unfortunately, like, I always, when I tell people I'm a geek, they don't really believe me, mm-hmm. and they're like, nah, you're too cool to be a geek, and I'm like, thank you, but I'm very much geeky you know i'm into board games and and star trek and things like that i just don't i think the difference is when you have that social awkwardness to Mm -hmm. you that that just gets in front of everything and then you're not able to let someone get to know who you are because you can't get past Mm -hmm. the social awkwardness and so um i am not a socially awkward person you can put me in a room with anyone and i'll find something to talk about and so i think with the you know the way society is constructed i don't want to get too deep here but the way society is constructed you kind of you get you know mistreated and you get looked down upon if you can't speak well or you can't convey what you're trying to say or something you like like balloons (laughs) it's very weird and no one understands it and you can't verbalize why you're you know really into this thing then it's kind of like well let's just push this back away from us because it's easier if we can see it from afar rather than get up close and people don't like things they don't understand generally if it's different or it's new they can't relate to it and so they don't want they don't want to and they don't have to because of the culture and you can just move on to something else you can just swipe right into anything else so i think that kind of hurts a lot of people no, I, I can understand that. Yeah, I went to a high school with a guy who had really bad, like, social disorder. Like, he just couldn't get along with people at all. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, he was like, an ag- he was, like, aggressively negative towards pretty much everybody. Uh, and, like, he would, he would come into class. I remember, I remember one instance in particular. Uh, he came into class, and the girl was like, oh, hey, good morning. And he's just like, shut up. He's, like, all upset. Like, he just wouldn't, he just could never play nice with anyone yeah and you're kind of looking from afar like what are you doing like someone's trying to be nice but i think it's um it's one of those things where you don't know you get to a point where you don't know who to trust and so you don't want to be vulnerable you don't want to put yourself out there and so rather than do that you're just like forget it i'm just putting up this wall of armor and no one can get to me from here yeah it's interesting because like even in high school i found it surprising that nobody was rude to him like they went almost everybody went out of their way to either be like neutral or polite Mm -hmm. to him in every way and he still acted like that and uh yeah he just he i don't know he was odd that's like in his head then Then in his head he's probably like created you know we create narratives every day about the things we see and the things people we know and so yeah i try and convince myself i'm a decent human being but (laughs) you're really not but, you know, just say it three times. Right. Like candy man, just keep, just keep on it. Um, candy man, candy man, candy man, candy man. <laughs> I'm gonna die. Social distancing, so he's there. He just can't come in yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. He's like, ah, you're, you have recycled air in there. I don't want to get sick. <laughs> no, I remember uh, quarantine. What's that? Are you guys self quarantining? Nope. 
Nah, we're being forced oh. to go to work. I'm forced to work. I work in a first own quarry for Chesapeake, the gas company. So you work outside at least, which is better, I think. Yeah, kinda. I work where I work in advertising. I have to go. They want us to go into the office every day. We're not allowed to go out on the road and visit our clients. We have to go and sit in the office for nine hours a day. Patients make other sick. It's horrific. There's nothing to do. Oh my God. I've I reached out to all my businesses that are still open, Mm -hmm. and it's yeah. They're like yeah, you know. We don't really want to spend money right now because it's not going well. Yeah, so, yeah, nobody so, yeah. does. This is going to completely, you know, I was talking about it yesterday. We are living, I know this sounds really cheesy, we are living history right now. Mm-hmm. This is going to be things that are in textbooks and, you know, they're going to create whole college, like, classes Chemical around. Chemical we survived it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what happened? Um, I'm kind of disappointed in us as like a generation, though. I'm just on the cusp of being a millennial, and we're being asked to do the thing we do the best: stay in, sit on our asses, mm-hmm. and just don't go anywhere. And it seems really hard for everyone to do that now that we're being told, guys, just stay home, be lazy. We're kind of like, I don't wanna. Like, I want to go to the beach. I'm in Florida, and I don't care if I get if I get coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah, I just think back to like last November and my investment in Chinese bioweapons has really paid off. <laughs> yes, goodbye, <laughs> goodbye. Yeah, no, I, I I keep making that joke in the office because my coworkers come in and, and talk about how much money they've lost in the stock market. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And they're like pulling out everything. I'm like, you know, now just buy in like right yeah. now. It's going to go I'm up. I'm buying it's dumb shit. I'm buying yeah. like dumb shit. Like I bought Corona, um, like the drink, because I know at some point I believe in Corona. Corona. They're gonna recover. Yeah, they're gonna recover. I think so, it would be really ironic if Corona, like the beer, suddenly had something where it caused illness in people. Like because it's <laughs> sitting around so long, that it's all gone stale. Corona. Now people like, start getting sick from Corona beer. Do you have coronavirus or you have like Corona with Lyme virus? Which yeah. is <laughs> it's like oh, I hate Corona. I really do. It's okay. Like I just, I just got it. It's terrible. (laughs) The new commercials are annoying me with the phone where they're like calling. I don't know if you guys have seen them and they're like, Oh, what do I do? How do I make this party cooler? Um, And he's just calling some random dude on the beach. Who's like, you need Corona. You need to add a lime to it. And I'm like, no, Um, (laughs) I wouldn't, I wouldn't add a lime to it guys. Meanwhile, at, at Corona headquarters, they're like, oh, this is literally worst case scenario. We have a disease <laughs> I named after our beer. See those. I want to see those meetings. I want to be a fly on the wall. I want to hear how they're trying to spin this right now. Because um, there was people online asking them to change their name. And they were like, no, we're not, we're not going to change our name. And I'm like, well, you guys are fucked. <laughs> you- they're like, all right, we're changing our name to COVID with Lyme. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> pitch that to them pitch that yeah. to them definitely they have yeah. to they have to make fun of this virus i think they should personally mm-hmm. because it's you the know only, like it's it's the only way to do it skirt around it no so people are going to make fun of you for that then if you're just trying to pretend like it didn't happen mm-hmm. or, or even more negatively yep. yeah you gotta, roll with that remember to keep all of your corona beverages six feet apart <laughs> just start stacking them on the shelves like that just taking yeah. them out <laughs> like they're fine guys they're they're practicing social distancing they're fine it's crazy to me how much people are buying beer as well instead of like food and supplies oh it's I, i'm that guy what no like we, i'm no i'm not surprised i watched people buy a pallet and a half of beer the other day while i went to the store a pallet a, and a half a pallet and a half 
we uh there's like a uh like a beer and wine distributor right next to the one grocery store and the guy is literally pulls his truck out back and they bring a uh a forklift oh my uh, god and they they load it up on his truck for him i was like what could you possibly need all that for <laughs> Well, they've lifted the laws in D.C. where I'm at, and they've kind of made it okay to deliver beer and alcohol and mm-hmm. liquor and, like, all of this stuff. And I'm, I get it. People are bored. They've got nothing to do. So they're looking for things to do. I don't know what mm-hmm. a pal and a half about alcohol means about you and who Seems you're a with. excessive. That'll last um, me a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also, like, um, it's going to be really hard to backtrack this stuff after the coronavirus. It's going to be hard for them to be, like, okay, but now we're not going to deliver alcohol and wine and beer. Mm-hmm. I know, like, we never did it before because we had these pretend regulations. So I feel like a lot of the things that are happening now, it's going to be hard to not keep them in place after this, you know, settles. After all the dust for this settles, I don't know mm-hmm. how they're going to be, like, sorry, we, we can't do it now. Yeah, I think it's going to be like that with a lot of different markets, too. Like, we have a restaurant that opened up just a couple blocks away, and they're like a local pub, and they just opened up, I want to say, not quite a full month ago, even, and immediately they had to close up shop, and they're doing, like, pickups for beer, and they're delivering beer. Um, Yeah, we've got a cidery doing that. Yeah, but even with, like, that, but, like, you're going to, I think you're going to see a lot of businesses, like, toilet paper, for instance. All these people already bought their toilet paper, and now they're, like, overproducing it to keep up. And mm-hmm. I think you're going to see their like sales like plummet because everyone oh, already has yeah. it, and they're going to have so much extra out there. At least that's not going to spoil. But, <laughs> but I mean, that and uh, as I learned last night watching extreme couponing, mustard yeah. also will not spoil. So you can keep honey doesn't spoil, sh- and yeah. I've got ten pounds of it out in my kitchen. You're good. For no reason. Have you guys like I? So I've been going on like I feel like I'm in the zombie apocalypse a little bit. I've been going on like you know, necessity runs where I'm like, okay, the goal is to get toilet paper today. And I usually have a lot of toilet paper anyway. And so I'm, I'm okay, but it's me, my husband and two roommates. And so like, I'm okay, but I'd like to feel like I can sleep at night knowing I have more toilet paper and we've not found any anywhere at all. Get wet wipes or a bidet. Yeah. That's what we were thinking. But I went on eBay um, Mm -hmm. and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to like, look for toilet paper and there are tons of brands of toilet paper and hand sanitizer that I have never heard of that have seemed like they've just manifested since this but I I bid on 12 rolls of toilet paper the other day and I won so I'm excited I'm, I should be getting 12 rolls from some company I've never heard of in just like three days tree bark toilet paper <laughs> tree bark. I'm very, I'm very I got two brothers that work at P&G so they, they have at least like 30 things of fucking toilet paper each so Damn. I don't really care <laughs> I haven't sad. bought toilet paper in three years Oh, jealous. I'm so jealous right now. Like, hey, like you, you are the least stressed right now. Like everyone is like, when I see people go to the toilet paper aisle with me and, you know, we're doing our six feet thing, we're just kind of looking at each other and we're just like, yeah, we're just, we're screwed. But like, you're, you're a king right now. For me, it's not even toilet paper. It's food because like I, we're stocked, but I cook, you know, every night, basically I cook here and I, I've done, I did that before everything was locked down. Mm-hmm. Um, my girlfriend is home all day every day now she works at a library so she's not going in at all for the next couple weeks so she's making like obviously like breakfast and lunch every day so it's it's just a matter of getting the food but then we only have so much space in like the fridge and the freezer so uh, yeah we're just freezing up like 
beef and chicken about like rotisserie chickens. Uh-huh. Get a small freezer. Like, well, not like you know, a decent sized freezer. Do you have room for one? Put a bunch of meat maybe, in. Maybe, maybe we. I thought about that. I just, I don't know where I'd put it. Honestly, we don't really quite have enough room out in the. Uh, we have a big pantry, but it's filled with all sorts of shelves and all sorts of stuff. We don't have a lot of extra room. I, I might be able to find something. I also don't know what your apartment looks like. I don't know if you had like a. You know, I should have invited you down at some point. <laughs> He's just thinking of it now. He's I've like, invited yeah. him on how many no, times. No, I'm like, you got to come down to visit. Day. Every fucking day. <laughs> I tell you two things. Tell your mom I said hi and come down to visit. Until you send an like an, an event, you know, an event, right? Or an evite. It's not okay. really official. Like, you can't just say it. He doesn't know I'll you. I'll write names. a handwritten note and send it to your mom. Yeah. Like, and, and invite I, everyone. I would like to say, I hope this message finds you well. Uh, my past's requests have gone unnoticed. <laughs> Unanswered. <laughs> I have to go down because he, he's done a lot. He's came down during the viewing and he's came over to the camper and shit. So, yeah, I do what I can. I do what I can. That's awesome. Um, you were sort of talking about meat, and again, I've just been getting really alternative with this, with this whole pandemic. I joined a site called Butcher Block. This is not a plug for them in any way. I have no idea if this is going to suck or not. Butcher but, Block or blog. <laughs> No, Butcher Box, B-O-X. But completely different from what I said. <laughs> it's okay. And they send you 10 to 12 pounds of, like, fresh gourmet, like, no hormone, et cetera, et cetera, meat all frozen. And it's, like, 100 bucks a month, but you get really nice cuts of meat. And so I'm trying it out. I won't get my first shipment until the first week of April, but I'm, I'm stoked because it's going to be really, like, they have really nice cuts of meat, and so I figured that would solve it. Because every time I go to the grocery store, all that's left is pant, like plant-based burgers and like fake steaks and like vegan burgers. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing against that. Like I will eat it like a, in desperation, but I'm not there yet. I'm just not get jackfruit. What's jackfruit? Jackfruit's good. It's like a bit heavier than a watermelon. I don't want to say it's mm-hmm. twice as big as a watermelon, but getting there the one i got was i think 31 pounds and i got 18 pounds of actual fruit from that after cutting it up and cleaning it up Um, but yeah i used it for like pulled pork as an alternative Mm -hmm. and you just take the jackfruit you cut it into little tiny strips you throw it in the pan cook it up till it's nice and and soft you put a bunch of barbecue sauce on it uh, and then you pull it apart a little bit further with uh with a couple of forks or whatever you want to use and wow. it pulls it in thin strips like it's pulled pork. And it, you know, it's it's good. You can't really tell a difference. So you're like tricking your mind. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, you okay. can't really tell that it's, it's something different. I'm all about tricking my mind. I'll eat anything that's not meat if it fools me into thinking yeah. it's meat. I'm about that. I'm like, yes, I'll try yeah, it. It was, it was pretty good. I liked it, actually. Cool. I'll check that out. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd be interested in the butcher box that you mentioned, but... I have two different accounts that are meat markets in my area mm. and they're constantly giving me like really nice discounts on large po- large quantities of like steaks and and pork and all sorts of stuff like that. Are they still open right now with the They are. They, oh, wow. They're doing like pickup and uh, mm-hmm. they will deliver occasionally depending on how much you order. Yeah, I'm trying to stay local. Like if we all mm-hmm. try to stay local to our businesses that are here, even if they're doing pickup or carry out, hopefully that'll help keep them yeah. afloat just a little bit longer. Um, I'm trying not to use Amazon unless it's for like ridiculous things where I've got like fidget 
toys and things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a fidget spinner. I gave it to my husband last night and he broke it. Like before we were How? before we were even done watching he's rewatching the wire. Like before an episode was even done, he was like, Oh, I think I broke it. And I was like, So basically you broke it. Like don't say I think, just lay it on me. And he's like, It's still got two sides. And I was like, it's like oh. in far too many pieces for it to have been an accident. Yeah, I'm like, what happened? He's like, I just pulled and it broke. I was like, fuck you. I'm like, that is not what happened. You broke my fidget spinner. So I'm going to have to find another one. Yeah, that's, that's sort of what's going on here. Like, my girlfriend is so bored all day, every day. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, she, I could sign up for anything. Like, she wants to watch, like, TV or movies or whatever. I'm perfectly fine with her downloading whatever. But she just is tired of watching, like, stuff on netflix and yeah. and so she's just stuck sitting here all day with like nothing to do she's read through i think like four or five books already oh yeah she's we've been so doing cool. like um there's people who are pin palling which like you know kudos mm-hmm. to them i don't have the time to write someone about how depressing this is um but there's also a lot of virtual online dinner parties that i've been crashing and going to those have been fun. <laughs> yeah like yeah go to some virtual dinner parties um there's one that happens every day at 6 33 eastern standard time um it was featured in the new york post and they meet for half an hour and they get on and you eat or you just chat with people who are there um there's a lot of zoom virtual dinners i've just been trying to crash as many parties as i can while this <laughs> is happening because it's something i would never do in real life you know given that I'd have to walk into someone's party. Mm-hmm. But now I can just drop in and be like, hey, what's up? I'm Natalie. And people are like, oh, hey, hey, what's up? You're here. Welcome. Speaking of crashing parties, this is something I ask every woman I get a chance to ask. Yes. What are your thoughts on walking into a wedding? Just walking in just to see what the bride looks like. Um, I'm totally cool with that. Um, Interesting. I, I only it blows say- my mind. How many people I'm- are just for this? Yeah, I guess it's it's one of those things where, like, I wasn't the, you know, typical lady. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to get married. Like, I just got married a couple years ago. It still hasn't sunk in that, like, I'm stuck with someone forever and ever and ever. Um, stuck with that. Don't let that <laughs> well, well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, when I say stuck, I just mean I need to have a really good place to put the body, and then we're not stuck mm-hmm. together. And so um, my thing is I think a lot of people who are doing weddings and who are in a wedding are kind of f- flattered by people who want to see what they look like. And so even when I, you know, we had ours, we had to travel between two places, and a lot of people would just pop in or look at our photo shoot or whatever. And I had no problem with that because it's kind of like, yeah, I, I, you know, I paid X amount of dollars for the stress and all the, these flowers i'm never gonna see again go ahead and look like please look so i think that's kind of the thing it's just like it's 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 okay. a visual sense, extravaganza so you might as well look as long as you're not being rude i don't see any problem with it i want to say i've asked like close to like 40 people this question only two of them have said it that they wouldn't do that which is blows my mind honestly <laughs> like yeah. all four crashing events but it's just like a wedding. I'm like, oh, I'll pay a little. I'll be a little. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, if you're just if you're just peeking in and you like wave or yeah. thumbs up or like, you know, give some positive indication, even if I don't see you, like I don't really mind. It's, it's fine. It's not gonna ruin my day. <laughs> I just, I just, I just, the image is funny to me. It's like the bride turns and it's just someone they don't know in the back giving them a thumbs up. That's just yeah. funny to me. I don't know. 
I used to be um, a wedding photographer's assistant. And so I always got the receptions. I never got the actual wedding. And there would be tons of people who would just wander into the reception and be like, oh, yeah. And like you could tell they weren't actually with the wedding. Or I'd be like, I didn't take pictures of you earlier. But they were just there for the food and, and mm-hmm. drinks and things like that. And I'd be like, do I'd I not? I'd be upset if, if someone random person showed up and took my food. I would be upset yeah. that for sure. Yeah. I'm like, in weddings, like it costs about $175 on average in America per person to eat at a wedding so i'd be like like i don't want to like get you in trouble but you have to leave because i know you're not a guest not not even a cost thing (laughs) there are very few things more important to me than my food (laughs) can't name a single one of those things off the top of my head but very few things (laughs) (laughs) no food is above people are you like do you not like sharing food either i no, i share food I, i i love having people embrace food it's great i just i i just love food which you wouldn't be able to tell by looking at me because I'm very thin. Very um, thin. Yeah. But no, like, I go into work, like, this past week. <laughs> What's that? I said, that's because you're eating jackfruit. <laughs> that's not that often, though. Like, I went in, like, this week. Like, I was only into work two days. Uh, Thursday, I ate a dozen and a half uh, giant uh, molasses cookies and then a shoe fly pie. Jesus Christ. I ordered a dozen wings from Buffalo Wild Wings. What? My cereal fucking God, dude. Making me look dude, like I'm a fucking... It's so good. I love food. It's so good. <laughs> it's it's literally... It's actually worse now that I'm stuck in the office because I'm just eating out of boredom. Mm, so, yeah. like I said, yesterday it was, it was pretzels and chicken fingers from Applebee's. I got some quesadillas from a place called Garfield's. Um, I had another shoe fly pie because I went to the What's far market again. What's shoe fly pie? You don't know what shoe fly pie is? I Next do, like, but I don't. I don't. Like I've, I've heard never of made it. it. But... I, I've never made it, so I don't know exactly all the ingredients. But it's mm-hmm. basically like molasses pie. Oh, okay. That I don't really know how to explain it more than that. It's it's mostly molasses. Oh, um, okay. There's other ingredients in there to make it a little bit more firm. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people differentiate on how they like it as well. Sometimes they want like normal pie crust on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And like other people, like in my family, they like it where it's basically just runny on the bottom because oh. there's so much molasses in it, which so I don't care for. Do I, like okay. yeah. I just eat lots of pie and cookies and just anything I get my hands on. I, I like wings. I like buffalo wings and stuff okay. like that. Hot wings. So, so you having like buffalo wild wings nearby is a plus. Fast metabolism then, right? I do. I work it off yeah, quite a bit, nice. too. Ah, I'm jealous. I know. Wish I, I had know. a fucking metabolism. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, what is that? What's a metabolism? I know what it is, but, like, yeah, it's I just don't know. how quickly one. your body can burn through <laughs> calories. Yeah. No, I used to... It, it'll definitely catch up to me at some point, probably, and I'll have to actually start putting in more effort. Mm. But, like, I used to, like I used to play soccer, and I just burned off all of my calories all the time because I'm just sprinting around like crazy. Got you. That's why I miss uh, sports so much. Yeah. I can't do that as much now, uh, not only because I don't have the space. Like, where I used to live, I moved here in December. At my old place, I actually had a soccer field, like I'd lit, like an actual soccer field in my backyard. And so that was that was a lot of fun. I don't have it anymore, though, and so I'm sad. Mm-hmm. I live in town. I, mean, I guess I could always, like, clear out my neighbor's apartment, you know. That's a source of food as well, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not like they'd know if you sit there and, you know, yeah. disappear and... <laughs> disappear in your stomach i mean it ain't you know, really got I rid would, of much it's true it's just the one chick too we only have the one neighbor she's just over there on her own most of the time yeah see she won't be missed. it's fine 
Yeah. yeah. No, she wouldn't put up much of a threat. I could take it. <laughs> as long as she doesn't have one of those things on the back of her car that shows her family, um, you know. Oh, otherwise... like with stickers, you mean? Yeah, because I've always. Oh, uh, that's just more to eat them. Yeah, uh, you need no, to take them off. As I you guarantee you, if she did, as soon as the deed was done, I'd go out and pull the sticker yeah, off the back of the car. Exactly. Leave <laughs> no right, evidence. Next. <laughs> I'd be like, one down. He's watched too much forensic tales. I've never seen any of those shows. I just have a really sadistic mind. <laughs> yeah. I, See, this is this is where I run into trouble, right? I say I'm, I'm I love talking to people, going out in public, and I have no problem talking to people. My okay. sense of humor gets me in trouble more often. You just, than have, you just have a dark sense of humor. I appreciate I that. Like, yeah. I can give you can't laugh about the you know the dark things and like what are we mm-hmm. here for? Like, it's it's all it's all up for game for me. Yeah, I think that's yeah. why Josh and I are friends too because we just have the same sense of humor. Like, if you look at us, we we're two polar opposites. Like, it's <laughs> weird. And then when you start talking to us, we're like the same person pretty much. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, gotcha. It's pretty horrific. <laughs> I know when I uh my I I used to have a manager at my current job he he retired he's like man if I had like five or six more of you run around doing the work we'd be set and I'm like that sounds like the worst possible scenario <laughs> that sounds terrifying yeah. I would kill myself and all of me all of it the rest there'd just be a bloodbath you just like say you'd kill thing. yourself and all of me yeah because there'd be clones of me yeah it's it's highly right. there you have to chop their heads off there can only yeah. be one no i don't is chop consi- their heads off is it considered suicide if i kill my clone no uh a form of suicide yes Maybe, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it is me technically it's just another me <laughs> another you it's, it's like meditating right it's, <laughs> it's calming i'm like wow i can i can see what it would feel like without actually doing it to myself yeah, I mean that's one that is one way of looking at it. Um this is what this is why I think quarantine's starting to get to people when we start like <laughs> asking if I was like this so before quarantine, bones. don't worry. I'm trying to throw you a bone. I'm trying to give you mm. cover. <laughs> no, I embrace it. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, okay. Embra- yeah. Okay. My girlfriend's terrified of it sometimes because I have currently I have a mannequin head that's painted <laughs> like uh the Joker, the the newest Joker. I have that behind me, uh wearing my old World War uh, one military uh, <laughs> Russian tanker helmet. I, mean, I needed a, a mannequin head to put it on, right? So it looked good. Gotcha. But then the mannequin head was kind of bland. It was just all white. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I gotta, gotta spice it up a little bit. And this well, is- you know, I the, the Joker is probably the way to go. Always. And, uh, so my next escapade is to buy just a full-on crash test dummy. Nice. Um, they're a little expensive, but I think it would be worth it because I could get a lot of content out of that. <laughs> Are you? She's like- not for that at all. I was gonna say, like, where will where will this crash test dummy live? They're heavy. If you've never, oh no, I know. No, yeah, they're I've, they're heavy. Yeah, I've messed with them before. Um, what's like what what kind of things do you want to like crash test with this dummy? It's not even crash test. Like, I would. You just one want of my it? jokes would be to wait for her to be walking, like park her car because there's like, a <laughs> municipal lot across the street, right? And I'd be watching, and as she'd come home, I'd have the window open. I'd play a gunshot sound on the computer or something and throw the crash test dummy out into the sidewalk in front of her from the second floor. Oh my gosh. Like, I am <laughs> like all that about sort of thing. It doesn't even have to be her. It could be anyone. As long as I don't hit him with it, it's fine. You're fine. Wow, you're yeah. Lucky you're lucky to hit him with it. Yeah, I probably would. And I'd be like, oh God, now I gotta get the action. Like, get a gun uh, out and finish uh, the job. Put him out of the misery. God damn it, now I gotta put this fucking human down. <laughs> you're like, this is the second one. It's just this a sprained month. ankle. You're in no racing condition. <laughs> <laughs> Like a horse. <laughs> so I guess it's good that you don't have a crash test dummy 
from what it sounds like. It's bad enough as it is for her, honestly. She she hates it, the fact that I have the mannequin head. <laughs> It'll be like one in the morning, right? I I love I love pranking in a harmless way, right? I would never do anything like some of these people do where it's like they run up to him and slap him from behind or whatever. Right. Never anything right. like that. You just want to intentionally prank people. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah, so I'll take the, the Joker head, right? It'll be one in the morning, and I'll just hold it up in the doorway, and I'll creak the door open really slowly <laughs> to the so point where it's making, up. like, the creaking sound. And so she'll, like, wake up and look over, and it's just the Joker head peeking around the corner at her, and she's like, ah! She freaks out. <laughs> I'm like sending the clowns. That's so just, terrible. Like she's just uh, sleeping on pins and needles. Like that yeah. is a special form of sadism. The like psycho, the psycho sadism. I don't know why she's like, still here. If I'm being honest. Psycho distress. Yeah, I'm sure you're a lovely person under all of you know the the death stuff. And no, he's not. <laughs> I I make it clear to people right out the get go. I'm just like, listen, I do what I find to be entertaining. I won't do anything that will negatively affect somebody like other than like spook them or whatever like i'm never going to do anything that would <laughs> yeah. actually have like a lasting effect or whatever i don't want to i don't want to be a detriment to other people but i want to do what's entertaining oh my gosh you know, i don't yeah and that's kind of how I, I i i form my entire life around that <laughs> one ideal <laughs> i was gonna say that's your platform you're like look yeah. i've built the most solid person i can of myself out of this let me just exactly. have this yeah, some people center themselves around being a good person. I find that to be slow-paced and boring. I'm just an asshole 24-7, so I don't know what being a good person means. I can be a good person sometimes. Nope, I'm me. very, like, blunt. And, you know, even though I'm a life coach and I talk to people a lot today, you know, and every day. Like, I talk to at least five people a day. Um, and I am, an, I am like, a polite person, but I constantly get accused of not smiling. And this has been a thing since I was a kid. I, I was born with just perpetuating, resting bitch face. I can't help it. I just look like I am over life all the time, even when I'm not. And so I have a hard time when people start talking to me. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're actually not as scary and mean as as you looked. And I'm like, no, I just have complete bitch face. I'm so sorry. And so I have yeah, I have a similar case, except when people meet me, they're like, oh my god, it's so much worse than I expected. You, to leave. <laughs> you have the opposite effect. They're yeah. like, oh, okay, this this really so like you should never have opened your mouth and talked. <laughs> Why would you do this? Uh, no, it's give them yeah, time. It's fun. They'll warm up. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like you're trapped in this room with me now. You need to warm up to me, or it's not going to go well. <laughs> They're like, I'll freeze. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I like dealing with people in general. I like going out, meeting new people. I try not to be a, a horrific monster all the time. Yeah. I can be nice. Sounds tired. I like to. I think part of the problem is too the reason I, I get so like high energy sometimes is because it's like I'm constantly trying to entertain myself in one way or another that it gets stale and i'm constantly having to try and one-up myself mm. in that regard it's weird i'm like emotionally muted a lot of the time it's it's very strange i don't know it's fun though oh oh, oh i lost you guys sorry did you uh, guys hear my question i did not hear it no i was saying i don't mind i don't know if you mind if i asked you have like add i have no idea i do yeah. Because because it like you sound like you know that is a good that is a good indicator that you might have focused things if you're looking to be entertained 
a lot. And like, like you said, you're trying to one up yourself. Um, I think a lot of it too, is I like to stay active, not necessarily in like a, I need something to do. Mm -hmm. I just like staying active in the sense of like, I don't want to feel like I didn't accomplish something. Like I was home for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. I just took off work because I was so bored and I got so much done as far as like our website. I updated it, our merchandise, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I I was working on so much stuff. I just wanted to get it done because I like feeling like I've accomplished something. Mm -hmm. Also, I don't like letting work just sit unfinished. So I think it's a lot of it's a bit of like a perfectionist sort of thing or a completionist. I was going to say, and you have, like, a lot of energy. Like, if you're if you're doing, like, you sound like you have a lot in it, a lot of That's energy. interesting that you say that. Uh, one of our friends calls me a monotone, and I make sure I, I talk in a monotone voice like this <laughs> when I communicate with her. Well, Didn't you do that to Madison? That's who I was talking about, yeah. Uh. Yeah, she calls me a monotone. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not a monotone. What are you talking about? <laughs> Again. Is this enough energy for you now? Always just to fuck with someone. I got it. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna ask you since you're in like health and wellness and stuff. What are your thoughts on like Gwyneth Paltrow's medicines? Oh, you know, that sort of stuff. <sighs> we did an episode about you know five. What was it like five wellness weird wellness trends? Because even though I'm into health and wellness, I definitely still have one foot here in reality about what works and what doesn't and i'm pretty sure did you guys hear about the people who were like doing the perennium sunnings who were just mm-hmm. like opening their butts up to the sun i was listening to that yesterday. um and so like that kind of stuff i'm like mm, i need to see the science behind this before i go out there um and gwyneth paltrow and like her gloop lab and everything that she's done i just first of all i don't really trust how she looks anyway she looks like a robot (laughs) come to like you know trick me into something but a lot of what she says if you just listen to her if you just read her words they make no sense at all Mm -hmm. and every time i think about the fact that she was married to chris martin uh i'm like how how like how did you guys the lead singer of Coldplay? yeah like how did you i can't believe i knew that like i can't see them happening i can see him talking and her going on like some tangent about some (laughs) weird goop stuff and him just like i i'm like i see why he divorced you i see why this didn't work out like you know she's very just constantly derailing conversations Mm -hmm. he's Mm -hmm. he's like it's a nice day out yeah (laughs) i think i'm gonna go show my my asshole to the sun today and he's like oh so you're okay. gonna do that again oh okay I thought yeah. that was the last week thing but it's, it's like it's i was just thing. commenting on the weather you don't need to do this <laughs> my main problem right now and it sounds bitchy but a lot of celebrities are speaking up and doing psas about coronavirus and staying in and etc and i'm of the mind i'm i'm very much against the sheeple mentality if you need a celebrity to tell you to social distance you mm-hmm. have bigger things that you should be worried about yeah. like me seeing certain celebrities be like stay inside i'm like yeah no shit thanks <laughs> thanks arnold Schwarzenegger. like i already knew to stay inside i didn't need you and your ponies in your kitchen telling me <laughs> to stay inside <laughs> so well, i was saying too i don't know if i've said it on the podcast my thought was it would i think if if like morgan freeman i think he's mm. generally beloved like mm. no, there's nobody that's like oh man i don't like him for political reasons or whatever yeah, I don't know. if he but just like Morgan Freeman is pretty beloved. And if he, 
if he died of coronavirus, I would say all of a sudden we would take it way more seriously. <laughs> yeah, people right? would like, like as, a, as a country, we would take it way more seriously. Yeah, like, we're, oh my God, we're not Morgan Freeman. Anymore. No. Yeah, yeah but I think that's how people were feeling about Betty White is that mm-hmm. they were like, and, and a lot of people have just been like, 2020 just sucks. Like so far, I am super unimpressed with 2020. Even before coronavirus, 2020 has sucked. Yeah, I'm kind of like, ooh, this is not the year I thought it was going to be. So um, mm. I'm ready for 2021 already. It's only March. 2021 zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yep. Start getting your toilet paper first. <laughs> I yeah. I would rather have that. I'd feel that would be awesome. I'd love it. Even if We've I died. I talked about this on the show I before. Care. I love was, that. Like I love that gumption. Yeah. It wasn't we talked about this on the show before too. Was like I like how things are. Like I like in general, not necessarily all like these mm-hmm. major world issues, but like just in general, I like having the internet and being able to hang out with people online, stuff like that. But my God, I would succeed in the zombie apocalypse. I think I'm just in a position where I I have shelter on top of a mountain, surrounded by open area. Ugh. See, yeah, I live in a town, with... so I'd be fucked for the first little bit until I actually had some weaponry. But you know, yeah, I'm in the city, so I'd I'd be probably. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I'm in a house. You'd be case number two. I'm the thing I'm most upset about is my husband has said this and I'm like I want to punch him every like I just want to punch him in the face every time he says this he's like in a zombie apocalypse I'm just gonna give up and I'm like what what do you mean he's like I'm not built to survive a zombie apocalypse and I was like well none of us are like but you gotta try he's like He's like, nah, I don't want to try. And, like, with my friends, we all know, like, what is your role in the zombie apocalypse? Like, what will you do? And so, like, I'm the rat. I've got the negotiator (laughs) sort of, like, I'm going to be, like, the negotiator kind of maybe leader, maybe, I don't know, role. And so I was like, well, if you're going to just be, like, a little bitch and give up, can you at least be bait for us? Like, I'm just going to shoot people. Yeah, that's me. I'm a very good shot. And so I'm like, I'm going to be fine as long as, you know, I'm chubby. So I'm like, I'm not going to be able to outrun any zombies. But you get me to a high enough place and I'll shoot. Yeah. (laughs) I think there's going to be too many cars on the road. You know how that works. We've seen that. I've said this before, too. I think we talked about this is like you see like in movies like I Am Legend or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's just flying down the street in his Mustang. It's like or Camaro, whatever it was, sports car. And it's like, no, 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 no. He's in the middle of the, of the city. There's no way he's flying down the road. There's cars parked all over the place. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But what I also mentioned too before was the assumption that everyone always assumes that they're going to make it. They're not going to be part of the initial whatever. Right. They're like, yeah, in, in the zombie apocalypse, I'd be doing this. Like, you may, maybe you died well beforehand. You don't yeah. know. Yeah. Or like a nuclear, like, uh, Holocaust or whatever. Just, it's just yeah. like, yeah. maybe you were caught in the initial blast. There's no reason to assume you lived. Yeah, I'm um I'm immune to chickenpox, so I'm I'm very I'm very like hopeful that if it was some like biowarfare stuff that happened, I might be okay. But my thing is, I don't care how long I survive. I just want to like I just want to survive as long as I can. You know, I played a lot of Left 4 Dead, and I just want to survive as long as I can. I won't I won't die happy knowing I just gave up like my bitch ass husband. So, um. That's kind of my thing. I'm gonna do what it takes, and we'll, you know, we'll use his body as necessary. I let him know. I was like, fine, but you have to be bait for us at mm-hmm. least once. And be heroic if you're gonna give up. No, don't I let him like... have the heroic standard. 
<laughs> it's, the, it's the only way I could like make myself feel good about it. I was like, yeah, it's heroic to like be bait, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would not be bait. I would. <laughs> I, here's my thing. I would either last a, a, quite a while, I think, or I'd be killed off almost immediately by people because they knew not to trust me. They'd yeah. Just be like, this guy's going to be an issue. Regardless yeah. of he, whether or not he betrays us, he will be an issue. We need to get him out of the way right now. The he won't, he won't shut up. He's making jokes. It's not appropriate. <laughs> he needs to go. Uh, group dynamic is important. <laughs> you, are you, oh, you're going to be one of those people in the apocalypse where you like make deals behind other people's deals, you know? Yeah, I'm going to make sure I survive. I don't yeah. care about anybody else. Well, no, this is the thing. You can't, it can't be an every man for itself. Like it can, but you also have to be smart and try to figure out how long you're trying to survive. So you need someone who has medical it's like knows medical stuff you need like a, a weapons person or like an you also know. got it and you also need like someone who understands like how to like fix cars and other things you need to tinker running the gauntlet here i'm nailing it three for okay. three so like as long as you have that and you're okay like forging on your own and like you can go out and get food and come back safely then up in the woods nailed it it can be it can be an every man for themselves. Otherwise, you're gonna succumb to the group dynamic, and that's gonna always end in paranoia. I think. Hmm. Yeah, if you're in a group, at some point somebody's not gonna trust the other person, no. even if it's completely unwarranted, right? They might misunderstand something, right? And they'll be like, "Oh man," they're like, "They're a bit more panicked just because of the situation." They're like, "Oh man, that they said that. I think they're gonna betray me. Five. I gotta get the, the jump on them." You Five. Know? Five is the top number of like so like they've done social experiments on groups of five or more. Um, once you get past five, people sort of start dividing into different like cliques and they start forming connections outside of the group. And so I know right now, like my zombie apocalypse group number needs to be five, and that's it. Like once I get above five, I can't trust people. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I think I would succeed pretty well. I'm, I'm a handyman. Oh. A good shot. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got some medical don't let lie knowledge. Not a whole lot, but I could handle myself. The main point is if I don't get bit, I don't have to worry about it for the most part. Yeah, it's the biting. You know? Yeah, it's the biting that's going to yeah. really bring us all down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll get it. I'll have my dog there, right? I don't have a dog now. I'll get like a Belgian Malinois, right? It'll be vicious. <laughs> Someone will walk up. They'll get gnawed and be like, get a wolf dog. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, Belgian Malinois, man. These things are absolutely vicious. They're trained attack dogs. My killers. My, uh, yeah. my friend has one and it hates him. So he's terrified <laughs> of his own dog. But it'll be good in the zombie apocalypse because... It would be. Yeah, it'll hate everyone. Yeah, I'm good with good with weaponry. You know? So you're good. Yeah, you're set then. Yeah. You're a one-man I'm band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I have the right mindset for it. And clearly, clearly. you know, I, heart, Completely heartless is what it would amount to. <laughs> It's going to require some tough decisions that I don't think people are... Easy decisions. Kill them. (laughs) Does he have a walking cane? He's no good to us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We can't... Like, old people, kids, these are going to be... Like, I'm not about kids anyway. I'm not, like, a huge kid fan. I can see the appeal for some other people, but it's a zero for me. And so, like, kids and old people, like, you cannot be in my group if you're a kid or an old person. Um, That's kind of my rule. Yeah. Well, and judging by the way that people have reacted to coronavirus, they'll be out and about anyway. Oh, there's so many old people oh. out now. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, they'll, they'll take care of themselves like that, and then I won't have to worry about making any decision. Yeah. So you got your plan. Oh, it'll be fun. It'll be a great time. 
be jamming out. Just let people like, yeah, come here. It's safe. Don't worry about it. Oh no, what happened to your knee? Oh, misfire. Ooh, ooh, ooh you hurt your knee out forging. Oh, oh man. Well, you're not gonna be able to run now. Why don't you just stay right there? Someone will take care of you in a minute. Here they come. Yeah. What's that show where they like vote you off the island? Like you're gonna have to like. Survivor. Vote, yeah, you're gonna have to like vote him off. You're gonna be like, sorry. That show is hilarious to me. Vote. I've never watched it. The idea is hilarious to me, and that they're surviving right next to populated yeah. areas where people are living. <laughs> yeah i watched the first season like what a slap in the face of those people it's like man this place just sucks it's hard to live in man there's like nothing here what a shitty place to live and it's like the people like going home like oh man i live in a, mm-hmm. a shithole area oh. there's a desert island so it makes for good tv it makes for good tv I suppose yeah. yeah so yeah i wouldn't I wouldn't last long on those types of TVs. That what's the other one? Uh, Big Brother. I wouldn't mm-hmm. last on there either. Everyone would hate me immediately. Fuck. One of our friends was on Temptation Island, and so we've got to hear a lot of <laughs> a lot of what happened on Temptation Island. And working in media, I got to like sit in on some shows and how they were filmed. And so the the reality TV show market to me is just so fascinating because it isn't as staged as people think it is but it's very leading it's almost like if you were Mm -hmm. like representing yourself in a court trial like the more you say the more damaging everything becomes because they they're just looking for those sound bites and they kind of like feed you questions and then let you guys just talk about things and so um yeah those shows always crack me up what what reality like game show tv show sort of thing do you think you'd be best on like is it one for is it a game show or is it a reality show because those are two different Uh, reality show like survivor sort of thing something you have to apply like your skills to okay um like I'd probably be real like I'd probably be really good at anything where it was like guys against girls mm. because I'm very good at like rallying people up fear you know factor. and 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 like fear, fear factor, factor. Oh, I yeah did so well on that oh, I'm I'm kind cool. of like grossed out by a lot of the stuff on fear factor but nah for like money I guess I would try it um I'm it's more such a low amount yeah it's not it's not worth it to me like it's not worth it to me um and any show where there's going to be people and people are like oh we're hanging out and we're talking for me it's always going to be like a game and so i'm never going to let my guard down i'm never like going to get tricked and be like i thought we were friends that's never going to happen to me once i'm on a tv Mm -hmm. show once i'm on a reality show like it's like you said every man for themselves and i'm going to remember there's a prize so i'm going to play the game Kyle, what would you be best at? Would it be Fear Factor, you think, or something else? Oh, fuck. I don't know. No. I don't really watch <laughs> game shows anymore. I just said Fear Factor because I don't even think I've seen it on in a while. It's got Ludacris as the host. Is now. it? I don't know if it's What? Me. Ludacris was the host at one point, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. Sounds yeah, retarded. I, I, it's just hilarious to me what people are willing to go through. I think, I don't know if the amount, it used to be $10,000, I think, mm. which is hilarious because there's those two, t- I just remember specifically the, the one scene. Where it's these two twins, right? And they have to drink a boot of horse sperm. Oh. And it's, it's like running oh. down their their face and their chest. And it's just like, you're for doing that 10, for a for chance 10, at $10,000. What are you doing? Oh, yeah, no. No, I mean, I think I'd be good on one of those cooking shows. Like, like Cutthroat mm-hmm. Kitchen. I'd, I'd be good at Cutthroat Kitchen. I would do good at Survivor. 
Uh, you start with the cameramen, remove the evidence, and then work my way through the <laughs> naked and afraid. Members. I was well, just I'd, watching I'd be good at the that. survival shows. I'd be really good at those. No, I'd be terrible at those. I saw they have an extreme so much time outside. naked and afraid where they're they're there they're for just six, even more naked. Yeah, their they're, skin's gone. They're there for sixty <laughs> days. And I was like, sixty days you have to like survive? First things first, you just make yourself clothing. Yeah, that seems to be a key thing. It's like just I know we're naked and afraid, but the first thing is like cover my privates. That's what people seem to do for me. I'm not gonna waste time on that. I don't really care. They're gonna blur it out. Um, my thing's gonna be getting food and water. Always food and water. That's pretty much all I'm doing. I would disappear. I would hide from my teammate <laughs> immediately. See how they do. If they don't make it, got a new food source. You're good. You're good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know this person. I don't need to worry about their well-being. I see. I see a common theme here in your survival tactics. It's kind of just take everyone out, and you're good. They, I don't need them. Is what it amounts to. You know. Yeah, I got. It you. depends. It depends if they're if they're cool. I'm like, yeah, all right. Here's how here's how it's gonna go, and then we'll we'll they'll get I'll accustom them to my strategy. You're gonna be the wild leave, star. Leave out some key details. You know, obviously, I need to give myself a, a lace in the hole. You know, but. Well, I'm glad we're not at that yet. I'm glad we're still just in the Netflix That's and what you think. get bored. <laughs> thing. I mean, like people are, you know, we're by Virginia. And so you can buy guns and so lots of people are lining up outside the gun stores and trying right. to buy guns now. And it's kind of. I know around here they stopped like, issuing licenses and stuff like that. I don't know what they've done yet because I'm, I'm trying not to like oversaturate myself with the news, but it's hard because you do just want to keep updating and see what the fuck's going on now what's happening now um because yeah. i heard last night the president was asking like celebrities for help on yeah <laughs> on what to he's do. talking to alex rodriguez the <laughs> baseball player for some reason like he has any idea how to handle a pandemic <laughs> yeah just inject everyone with steroids and yeah. hit home runs. he's like all you gotta like, do no, it's barry bonds mark mcguire yeah, yeah. i don't I'm think just, A-Rod, did a do I yeah think he did. yeah he did yeah he That's did why he was yeah. so hated yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He absolutely did. Unfortunately, I have an odd amount of various knowledge, and yeah, he 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 confessed in it. Back I don't in think Barry Bonds should be at the top of the home run leaderboard, but you know that's just me, though. Should not. Yeah. Mm, well, I'm not. You go from hitting like 20 home runs a year to like, you know what? This year I'm going to hit 50 more than I did yeah. last year. Steroids. Continue that trend. Wonderful, dude. Thing. He was so thin before. Like he was like a, he was obviously in great shape. Mm-hmm. He was a professional athlete. Yeah, but he just like doubled in size in like over like a couple of months it's like oh yeah i'm sure that that's how that works it's kind of one of those things when i see the sports people like ray bonds and um a rod and things like that when they do and fucking don't get me started on lance armstrong like i have a special hate for lance armstrong um when they're already good athletes and it's like you just Mm -hmm. didn't believe in yourself enough like you already had this why did you have to go and like make it make it like dirty and like take all the fun out of like you are naturally a good athlete and you would have been amazing on your own and they just sort of um i I think it's you know a combination of the pressure gets to them and also this mentality of wanting to be like the best of the best well you you get that in some instances where like oh man this guy's doing really well could he be like one of the all-time greats mm -hmm. he's like well I have to live up to, to this be. hype, and so he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which leads me back to what would Wayne Gretzky have done if he had been on steroids? Mm-hmm. Been incredible. Exactly. He's already never going to get past. No. no one will ever beat his records. And I like that. I like the records that are natural. Why would you need steroids in hockey? 
<laughs> Couldn't. I have no idea. Hard, did you not I have no idea. I just think it would be funny. I just yeah. like to think his stats would have been even better yeah. for no real reason. Yeah, exactly. The you, again, steal are like are the main stats that you like see are goals and assist, like the points. He's got most goals. He's got most points. That doesn't take uh, steroids. You can be like five yeah, seven, like one hundred ninety pounds, yeah. and he. I I just don't get hockey's a it weird It really wouldn't sport. have helped. It wouldn't have helped him really skating wise for a, a whole lot oh, either. Oh God, no! Really? Yeah. All I know I, about hockey, yeah. I learned from us winning the like championship. I, I don't know what to call it. Um, the Washington Capitals won last year, so I only know. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that great big amazing cup and mighty ducks that's 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 my full knowledge on hockey so i don't know how steroids would have helped but would they have heard it it would help mm-hmm. as a defender like being the big guy and mm-hmm. hitting people. true yeah. but that's about it huh yeah, yeah the capitals are a good team though yeah they are yeah, yeah. Veteran, i just like hockey because TJ it's Oshie, not the same teams going Akron. to the stanley cup like every time true. yeah yeah, it seems cool that, like, you really don't know who is going to win. And I used to, like, watch the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, like, these are teams that I have no interest in. I just liked their logos. And I was like, I'll just watch some hockey and figure it out. And it was really cool because with basketball and football, except maybe now not because Tom Brady left, um, somebody else mm-hmm. will win the Super Bowl and it will be fun to watch it again. Yeah, even in, like, football – it's still usually the same mm-hmm. couple of teams every year making it for the most part. Like the Patriots, every year you knew they were making. Oh, a I don't think they will next making year. Making a run. Yeah, well, I'm not saying point. next year, but yeah, no, but like it was in, in general. Like you got like the Seahawks; they usually end up making the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on how far they make it, you're not quite sure. Um, like the Saints, usually sort of in that same area. Yeah. They were bad for a little bit, but they they got better. They're up there. Um, the Falcons, I guess maybe I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> um I don't, yeah, I, don't I haven't followed football in a number of years i only um, follow it through podcast and like espn plus so yeah but it's, oh, it'll be interesting yeah, same thing with basketball yeah you know. i only watch the fourth quarter of all basketball games that's kind of my thing i'm not a basketball person um, hey, it's boring it is that's why i come in at the fourth quarter you just got like it, 15 minutes of excitement it blew my mind when I realized the average NBA score at this point is in like the one thirties. It seems. Yeah. I was like, how is how are they playing at this point? There's no defense. Because it? people just shoot. Like if you were to look yeah, at like James Harden, look look mm-hmm. look what he does as a defender. He just doesn't Nothing. give a fuck. He does not care. He's like, all right, I'm just gonna wait for him to make the shot in the and my team will pass me real quick, and then I'll take the shot, and we'll just keep doing that. It's yeah, it's it's not interesting. Not yeah, it's not fun. I know a lot of people, especially in the U.S., a lot of people don't like soccer because they say it's slow-paced or boring. I love it. I, but I can't get it. Yeah. Again, my husband's English, so I watch a lot of football. Nice. I'm not allowed to say the S word. Um, mm-hmm. So I watch a lot of football. And unfortunately... I, I say I say soccer around with most people because they won't, they'll get confused if I say football. Yeah, he gets very like touchy. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I'm here, but like I'm not. He's never going to give that up. And he, he's in love with the losing team. And so a lot of time it's just me consulting Old him. Athletics. Like I'm like, oh, like they did this to you again. Like this is the most sadistic relationship you're in. And like. Um, <laughs> Who does he root for? Uh, Arsenal. 
Oh, yeah, I know. I, I was like, I don't even know many people that Ozil. I know. Like, ugh, no. Mm. So, yeah, he's... My uncle's also uh, from England, so I spent a lot of time watching soccer and playing soccer growing up. That's nice. Yeah. So, I follow his hometown team, which is Oldham Athletic. Oh. Uh, the Latex. Nice. And uh, they're not they're not doing so That's hot. Okay. They've had a number of rough years. Sometimes I've it pays also... off, though. Yeah, if it's you true. wait, if you wait long enough, I mean... That's what happened um... with my dad with the Titans. They beat the Patriots. They who else? I forget. They beat. It was like the oh, not the Chiefs. They had to play the Chiefs, so mm-hmm. they beat like the one and three seed team, Ravens. Oh, the Ravens. Nice. I'm glad he got to see that before That's you know true. what happened. But yeah. it, I never. It's, it's just something that you know you wouldn't I'm expect special. out of that team. I feel like I'm a bandwagoner because I cheer for Barcelona as well, and they're always so good. Uh, Generally, they do they do well, they, and they've been struggling the last couple of years as far as winning as much as they're kind of expected to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The only reason I cheer for them is because I, I met Neymar a number of years ago when they oh, were in New York. I know Neymar. They yeah. came over and they played, so I was like, cool, I'll cheer for Barcelona, and so I've been doing that every year. You just stuck with that. Yeah, my yeah. thing, my thing is, you know, with the soccer, from what I've learned, it seems like the more money a team has, the better yeah. they're gonna do, and that's why Manchester, um, I think Manchester, well, yeah, yeah is because they just have so much money. Players. It's yeah. not always the case, though. I mean, there are definitely a lot of upsets throughout the season. At the end of the year, the better team generally wins, though. The best team almost always like wins playing. because it's based on your performance the entire year, Overall. as opposed to like one or two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I like. That's cool. I've also had to learn a lot about cricket, which I'm not super stoked I about. I still don't understand cricket. Cricket is oh, cricket man. lasts forever. It's interesting, it's like but it takes so days. long. Like I've watched, it's I've watched so, so many fucking cricket tournaments yeah. where I've been like, "This is two weeks long," and he's like, "Yeah, we're in game like seven of twenty-two," and I'm like, "Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't really get this." And why they isn't take it like forever. baseball? So like we yeah. we get in multiple arguments about why cricket is not like baseball, and finally I found mm. like a YouTube video that broke it down in five mm. minutes about why they weren't the same and i was like fine i'll accept this then i was like i just want to understand it because it just looks boring and so now i know the rules of cricket and i know things about cricket and i still just i'm still just like this is just a boring like this is just a boring sport like i don't i don't get it um but he he really gets it and he really likes it and uh, yeah i've never really gotten into cricket as much my uncle played cricket quite a bit too yeah it's... but i never got into that as much we've been getting into hockey a bit more lately we've been playing like nhl oh, that's uh, cool. 20 over on xbox which has been fun nice um yeah. sorry i'm like eating, yeah, so I'm eating my mic yeah it's like a... we got the uh ref we got the um red dead redemption 2 on sale just because nice I also um, bought that. I'm not like I'm I'm not I don't even know why I bought it. Like Red Dead One was hard <laughs> enough for me. I got really tired of riding that damn horse everywhere. <laughs> um and so I'm not like super into two yet. I'm just it I just hmm. couldn't resist that sale. I was like, ooh, twenty three dollars. I've kind of gotta get it. I don't always buy stuff just because it's on sale. I just have such a large collection of games and I haven't played most of them. A lot of it has to do with time at this point. Just yeah. I'm usually really busy. But just over the years, I've gotten so many for free. People have gifted them to me. I've gotten mm-hmm. codes sent to me and things like that. I'm just like, oh man, this will be fun to play. And it's like, someday. Oh, I remember like eight years ago when you gave me that game. Yeah, never played it. <laughs> never played it. Sorry. Um, I have, like I said, for the first, I want to say like almost two and a half years, 
after the Xbox One came out, mm-hmm. I owned every single game that came out. Oh my god! Whether I bought it or got the code for it sent to me or whatever, so I had so many of them, and I was just like, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm working a lot, and yeah, I'm there's good. some games I, it just takes a while to play through. Yeah, I'm a board gamer, so I play a lot of. I used to play a lot of board games, um, but in recent. Years... Have you ever played Ready Throw Burrito? <laughs> no, no, I have not. Damn, <laughs> what's Ready oh, Throw Burrito? Ready to throw a burrito. You should look it up. Okay. It's like a card game where you have to get like three matching cards and you get a point if they're matching and you put them down. Oh. And then you get other kinds where it's like, it's called like a brawl, a duel, or a war. Mm-hmm. And basically you put it down and then you play dodgeball with these two foam burritos. Oh, okay. Uh, and there's no turns, right? You're just constantly drawing cards, trying to get matches, oh, right? And throwing it down on your opponent's nice. hand as, as you discard. It's, it's very, it's... Once you figure out how it works, it's very simple, actually. It just takes a couple minutes to understand what you're supposed to do. Um, we were playing that. We my friend it. made a game oh, called man. These French Fries Are Terrible, or These Hot Dogs Are Terrible French Fries. My friend made like a Kickstarter game, and really into that game. It's a bluffing game where you have um, a card that you pick out of you know the three cards in your hand, and you have to describe it to the group, but you can't use certain words to describe it, and you've got to, get, you've got to convince other people that what you have is like a hot dog or whatever whatever the card is that you're all trying to make what you have in your hand sound like so it's a really good bluffing game um and i'm really good at bluffing so any game that has intrigue or bluffing or you know lying i'm really mm-hmm. good at <laughs> i enjoy those sorts of games i like playing poker with my family especially because they never know what i'm doing because generally i just go all in almost every, every time, time i can <laughs> yeah it's like you don't know what i'm gonna do you just know that I'm I'm just here to end the game as quick as possible. Oh, you're like a grief gamer. Damn it. Almost. Almost. <laughs> I'm not trying to ruin it for other people. It's just it's to... more of just like you have no idea what I'm gonna do. Because it just it doesn't matter to me if I lose. Again, I don't I don't get upset if I wild lose. Wild card, wild card. It's not like you're yeah. betting on money or anything. It's true, yeah. I am yeah, very competitive, so, like so sort of I don't like losing. Like I don't like losing at anything. It doesn't matter if it's like Ticket to Ride or Uno or like something crazy like, I don't know, Risk. I'm not going to lose. I just like don't me. do well with losing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't do well with losing and I don't forget that I lost once we're playing another game. And so whoever like helped in my downfall on the next game, I'm like, oh, I'm coming after you. And they're like, no, Natalie, we're, we're done with that game. Like, I'm like, yeah, you're <laughs> done with that game. I'm not like. Yeah, yeah. No, I. It depends. There are definitely some things where I get really competitive on. Uh, it, it, it's usually if it's something I'm passionate about, like soccer. I like to. I like to win. I don't like losing at that. Gotcha. Or football, if I'm talking to a correct audience. <laughs> um, soccer. A lot of, a lot of things though. It's I'm just like oh, I don't care. I'm just happy yeah, to be yeah. here. That's cool. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of. A- and and poker is one of those. I'm not particularly fond of poker to begin with. And uh, and so it's just like, all right, this is gonna be fun for me for about five minutes, and then I'm out. And then I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that works. Um, so I was gonna ask you before we, we wrap up here, <laughs> what is your plan to like? Do you plan on like expanding uh, your brand at all? Like, what is your plan for like the future of it? Um, my plan for the future is I'm, you know, the business has only been going for a couple of years now, but we've gotten a lot of really good response to it. Um, a lot more people feel comfortable talking to someone from the comfort of their home or wherever they are. So I do a lot of online meetings with people. And the big thing is everyone asks, 
how is therapy different than a life coach? And I say the same thing, you know, a therapist is there to help you figure out the answer in your own time. And a life coach is there to sort of tell you what we think the answer is and then help you implement that. And so my biggest thing is like, I don't really want repeat customers. You know, if you're coming back for some sort of checkup, you know, then that's cool. But we try to give everyone a timeline at the beginning of how long we think it's going to take to help them work through whatever it is they're working through. And we try to stick really closely to that. And so if you are with me for, you know, years, or whatever, then I'm not doing my job. I want to get you in. I want to help you break down whatever it is you're dealing with. And I want to help you move through it so that you can go on and start living your life the way you want. And so right now, the idea is to kind of keep this momentum going because we've got a lot of good momentum going. We've done ebooks we've done workshops we've you know done in-person events um we're planning retreats that now are on hold because we can't be together in in groups but we were already Mm -hmm. doing you know 10 or less anyway so we're not we'll see um these will be wellness groups and the podcast that we do is stoned and social and it used to be stoned and spiritual where we got stoned and talking Mm -hmm. about spiritual stuff but we're kind of easing up on that just trying to do something fun because a lot of the work we do is kind of serious with our clients and so this is a good way for us to like show a different side of ourselves and sort of just goof off and we really are like advocates of like conscious cannabis use and using it you know with awareness and not um not not to say that we don't ever just get stoned to get fucking silly because we do but Mm -hmm. we try to use it in in a responsible way to us nice nice awesome yeah well kyle do you have anything else you'd like to add no pretty content I actually spoke yeah. a little bit more in this one. I'm not gonna lie. Yes, I'm content. That's how have I you, say uh, this is good. Natalie, have you ever played the game that uh, Dark Souls? Oh, oh yes, but it's terrible. Oh my god, I'm so happy. <laughs> Thank but you. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I played you. it, and you want to kill me? Ah. But yeah. Um. All right, this episode's not coming out. <laughs> okay. Fuck He's like, you know what? We talked for like an Fuck hour. This, I'm done. But it's... I'm, I'm taking down our website. Going home. I give you permission to edit that out. You can make me say, look, I'll say Dark Soul is awesome. There you go. Now you've got that sound clip if you want to just put it in there. (laughs) Nope. No. (laughs) It's like, no, not happening. No. No, I generally, actually, generally, as far as editing goes, a little behind the scenes, I don't edit most stuff out. Uh, The only times I edit anything out or is if um, we think maybe we shouldn't have said something, like it's like, oh, this this could come back to really hard. Yeah. Episodes that haven't been released. Or midgets yeah. was our cover up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For yeah, words was, like, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> I really want no, to it just to piss you off. Yeah, yeah. If you could not, that'd be great. No, it's, it's stuff like that. Or like we had a group on a couple of uh, a couple on, and she mentioned like part of a story was a little bit too specific, and she didn't want to give out mm. too much information about yeah. what she was talking about. Because they work as like EMTs, right? So she didn't want the the story to come out, so I okay. cut out. She asked me to cut out the part where it's like said where like the town name. I, so I was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that's fine. So yeah, that's good. I like that. I try to do minimal editing as well, and mm-hmm. because it, I want it to flow, I think kind of like you guys do, just like a conversation. And uh, yeah. you're gonna say stupid shit, but as long as it's not too offensive to people, you know, then you know, run it. And if you need to edit it, then edit it. Yeah, generally, most of the editing I do is I cut out, like, sometimes if we have, like, an issue or something, I'll cut out, like, some dead air. Like, yeah. if, if there's a gap in between, I'll cut out, like, the little in-between part, or I'll just cut out, like, little audio issues, like, little pops or, or sounds. Like, on my end, especially, 
I'm having to cut out a lot of like vehicles going by yeah. all the time. Yeah. Which gets picked up very, very much so, uh, especially when there's a lot of trucks going by, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I don't do a whole lot of editing. Mostly I just sit here and re listen to the podcast and think, all right, that's good. To You're go. good. That's, that's efficient. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I had a lot of fun being on and maybe you, you guys can be on our podcast when we film we'll reach out to you and that'd be fun we can sort of self promote it down a bit for your audience nah, it's, it's stoned no. in social so like it doesn't doesn't really matter um <laughs> in my case it will be hydrated and social i suppose but you know. yeah i'll show up drunk. That does that count <laughs> yeah just say just say you're just say, same thing hydrated yeah just use the air quotes hydrated and so there you go um, yeah, just sure, pretend yeah. you poured like some CBD oil in your stuff. And- <laughs> <laughs> like, does it count if I ate a bonsai tree? <laughs> it is grass. True. Wow. <laughs> I shouldn't have eaten the stones that were at the base of it. I'm yeah. A bit woozy. You don't want all of it. <laughs> Save some <Yeah>. dessert. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was awesome. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. I really appreciated it. Thank you for having me. What would you, uh, you want to send pe- people to uh, your social medias, your website? Sure. Or uh, if people want to find me and think that they want to work with me after all this, then they can come to our website, which is mysolrenity.com. We're also on Instagram at stoned in social. Um, and we have an email, which is just info at mysolrenity.com or natalie at mysolrenity.com where I can be reached. And I write a lot of stuff on Medium same thing nerdy natalie you'll find me there that's kind of it nice yeah and uh, i'll just link all that stuff in the descriptions as well we'll put them on twitter when we post it we'll get it we'll get it out there for yeah. people and if you guys actually book a session with us we'll give you 10 percent off if you mention the uh dark jester production podcast we'll give you 10 percent yeah. off do you have an instagram use offer code d yeah use offer code djp it's i don't know that you guys even use offer codes but Okay. DJP. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. We'll make we'll, we'll make a code DJP just for you. Nice. nice. <laughs> Look at that promotion. If there you go. Instagram, awesome. follow me so I can start posting shit for you guys. As <laughs> I have nothing to post. No one gives me anything, so I'm just posting a bunch of NHL shit that I do because I got nothing else to do. <laughs> I gotta start sending you stuff. Yeah. for that. I, I don't. I don't use Facebook or Instagram or anything like or like Snapchat or anything picture, like that. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta start doing something. That. Gotcha. I go crazy on like Reddit and like uh, like Twitter and stuff. I'll post a lot of stuff on, or I'll just I'm always working on that sort of stuff. I'm like, yeah, Facebook, pff, nah, that's just where most of our audience <laughs> is probably at. Yeah, we gave up on Facebook. I'm sorry, we tried. Ah, see, but... smart. Yeah. All right, well, thanks yeah, for having me, guys, good. and uh, maybe you. we'll talk again soon. Yeah, go check us out on deadjesterproductions.live. It has links to all of our stuff except for Instagram for some reason. Um, go check us out on Twitter, Podbean. Apple Podcasts. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Peace.